Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Yeah, gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. And I can't get it out of my head. Cause I won't use discretion when I'm talking about obsession. Cause this is what makes me me. And I'm glad that I called ya. I'm talking about nostalgia. And this is where I wanna be. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Yeah, gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. everybody welcome back to another episode of the gimme podcast i'm your host and resident horse girl kathleen tomorrow i am super excited for this week's guest i originally met her doing comedy but to be honest with you i i'm just gonna call her a social media influencer i think that's safe to say um we have on the very funny and talented sarah blodgett hi sarah hi well i'm excited to have you on how have you been doing in quarantine um, you know, I'm pretty antisocial, so, like, quarantine hasn't really been that much different. Yeah. But now, like, I get my groceries delivered now, which is great, so oh. it's actually been a benefit, I guess. That's good. Uh, well, when I originally messaged you about your kind of, like, childhood teenage obsession, you said uh, teen magazines. Yeah. Fashion and beauty tips. And I was like, oh, I'm on board with all of these things. So when's like the earliest that you remember being into like the teen magazine kind of stuff? Okay. So I'm going to totally age myself when I say this, but like, you're probably too young to remember like Tiger Beat and Teen Beat and like all those like really cheesy ones. And you know, like the irony of it is that like, I was really sheltered as a kid like my my mom especially was like super overprotective so like I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of like teen shows and stuff like other people who are even like younger than me were watching but my mother was like no that's too adult for you so like I would be looking at these like teen magazines and I would have like no clue who the people were in the magazines like I couldn't watch their shows or their movies or anything but I was just like I don't know. I was just like obsessed with it. It's like, oh, he's cute. Let me get this magazine. And you know, that's kind of where it started. I mean, I kind of relate to that because I wasn't allowed to watch a lot and listen to a lot of music as a kid. And I was like, still, I would see those magazines like in the grocery store and stuff. And I'd be like, I have to flip through it while my mom's distracted, you know? Yeah. So you weren't allowed to watch a lot of the shows and stuff. So did you like know who these people in the magazines were like eventually or like well some yeah I mean I think I would kind of like flip through and and stuff and then like eventually it started to catch up with like I think once like new kids on the block hit yeah and I could listen to their music and then they were all over the teen magazines it was like okay now I'm making the connection with like who they are and stuff and Again, I'm aging myself big time. <laughs> no, no. I, are you kidding me? I had Emily Ruskowski on and she was like talking about how she's going to take like new kids on the block sheets and turn them into like an outfit. And I was like, okay, sure. I didn't save my, I had sheets. I had the sheets, but I didn't save them. So I don't still have them. I had the sheets. I had all the dolls. Yeah. Too, like the new kids on the block dolls. And they were my first concert actually. Man, they Love were. a concert. At the, it was called the Centrum Center, which is the, now the DCU Center, I guess, in Worcester. Yep. 
and uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch opened for them. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. I'm so cool. I can't even stand it. Right. Yeah. No, it was. But yeah, I had all this stuff. I used to wear. <laughs> I was a big girl. Okay. When I was, yeah. a, kid, I was a big girl and, uh, you know, it's like New England in winter. So and my mother was like so overprotective. So she would put me in these like huge winter coats so like I was like even bigger because I had oh. these winter coats and I would have those huge buttons of all of them, like huge buttons, like hanging of like each of the guys. And then like one of all of them, like hanging on my, like, I, oh my God, I can't even. Oh my I'm God. Glad there's no photo evidence of any of this. This was all before like that social media craze where people ha- are taking pictures all the time, but I, I can imagine it because- wasn't even a thing back then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just am thinking to myself in New England, especially when it gets cold out, you just like bundle up and then it's just like, you can't even recognize people when they're like that bundled, but you had those buttons. So maybe people knew who you were. Maybe. Yeah. No, we all did at that time. I I don't think quite as dramatic as I did, but like, yeah, we all, people were pretty crazy about. So were you allowed to like have the magazines if you weren't allowed to like watch the shows and stuff or well yeah I mean because my parents would buy me the magazines but I think they thought of them as being more innocent because like I mean they couldn't I mean nowadays you can put like really sexual stuff in magazines but like back then it was pretty tame yeah um but then like I transitioned from like kind of just those like celebrity like teen magazines into like it was more like back then they had I mean they do now but it's different but they had like teen there was actually like a teen magazine. It was just called teen. And then there was one that was like, it was like YM or something for like young and modern. And what they were like geared to teens, but they were like fashion, beauty, stuff like that. But like for teenagers, ironically, they used to put like models in it with different body types, but like they all had the same body type, but they were like different body types. And like, oh, you can wear this swimsuit if you have this body type. It's for teens too, mind you. But like, But like the one that they always used, I remember the the curvy one, which is always the one I gravitated towards. Like if you have a fuller bust, which is so ironic now, but like it was actually Denise Richards. She was like the teen model. What? Yeah. She was the curvy model in the magazine? Well, she was curvier back then than she is now. Okay. And like she was definitely like curvier than some of the other models. Okay. But she was like the one who represented the curvy girls and stuff. And back then I was, I was like way curvier than that. So, but yeah, I remember her specifically when she started like getting famous outside of that. I was like, Oh my God, that's the model from the teen magazine. That's so funny. And now she's like on the real housewives, isn't she or something? I think so. Oh man. That's gone full circle. So with the, the fashion magazines, because in my, like, childhood, there were teen magazines, but I'm feeling like it was, like, Seventeen and, like, Teen Vogue. So this was, like, yeah, pre those. Yeah, around, too, back then, yeah. That yeah. one stuck around longer. I think Teen and, like, the YM one, I think, kind of disappeared. Seventeen stuck around for longer, yeah. So you got into those, and then you started getting into, like, the fashion and the beauty stuff that was in those, right? You know what's funny, though, is because it's weird, because my parents were, like, so overprotective about, like, TV, and, well, my mom, my dad didn't care. He didn't pay attention to that stuff, but, like, like it was all, like, I wasn't allowed to watch, like, 90210 when it came out, because it was, like, too edgy and stuff like that. And okay. Like, so, <laughs> was, well, I mean, I was young when it came out, so yeah. it was, like, it, they were like older, but 
it's funny, they didn't pay as much attention to what the magazines were. But the magazines, at least from my memory, my recollection, the teen magazines had like weird articles in them. Well, the teen ones didn't so much back in my day, but what it was is because I would pick up the teen magazines, I would start looking at other magazines and like, I started, then I started reading Cosmo. How old were you when you're reading Cosmo? Young. Like I was really young, but you know, the weird thing was, is like, I didn't care about the sex stuff. Like, but I was like buying these magazines that were like sex, they were giving all this sex advice, but I was like, literally like weeding through that and being like, yeah, but where are the beauty tips? Like, where is this? So like, I would literally like cut out the beauty tips. Like I was so not, it's weird because like I had all this like scandalous stuff, but I was just like, I don't care about any of this. Like, like how to catch a man. I'm like, no, I, how do I do my nails? Like, I'm yeah, actually when I started in comedy, I remember doing a bit about like reading through Cosmo and they like were giving tips on blowjobs. And I just remember that like in high school, I was reading those and I was like, I haven't even kissed anybody yet. Oh yeah. Me too. Like, yeah, I, I didn't kiss anybody until I was out of high school. <laughs> I was like, but I was reading about how to do that stuff when I was You're like, like, all right, let me uh, well. hold these tips for later in life. You know, you know, what's ironic. I think about it. I saved an article because I, uh, cause I was crazy. Like I used to like literally pull out articles and save them. I remember pulling out an article in Cosmo that was like how to seduce a rich man or something. And the example that they use is so ironic. The example that they used was they, they talked about like, like insiders information, like nobody really knows, but like insiders information about how Marla Maples landed Donald Trump. Like I remember what? that specifically. It was like, they talked about how she like, had someone like find out his whole schedule because he was like married when they they yeah up and like that she had someone like find his whole schedule and like conveniently ran into him like at church or something to like seduce him it was a weird story but like i'm really pulling out and saving that article like let me save this in case i want to meet a rich rich man man. i still do but because the article didn't help me much (laughs) i just can't imagine that a lot of those articles like hold up anymore Maybe some of them do. I mean, stuff changes over time. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as like the fashion stuff that you saw as a kid or in your teen years, is there stuff that you saw in the magazines that you were like inspired to do because of the magazines? Well, you know, what's funny because I would find like fashion tips and the thing with the magazines was it was like the latest trends of like what's happening in like new york or like what's gonna be happening so i would like find these fashion tips and i would like desperately try to put together outfits which was difficult back then because there was no like online ordering so like you just had to like go to a mall and like dig for stuff but like i'm in worcester massachusetts so like we're not fashion forward here at all so i'd be like trying to emulate the looks from the magazines and stuff and I'd be walking around and people would be like what is wrong with her (laughs) like I was so like I remember when I was I think a senior in high school the the big trend in all the magazines because it was like that like sexy schoolgirl look was like coming in because I went to catholic school so it was like we were all trying to like hike up our our knee highs to make them thigh highs so oh yeah sexier which didn't go over well 
Catholic school, but whatever. This trend, like carrying lunchbox, like adults carrying lunchboxes. Oh. And so I was like a senior in high school when everybody else had like grown out of carrying lunchboxes. And I was just like, no, I'm carrying a lunchbox. This is fashion. I don't know what you're talking about. And everybody else was like, why are you carrying a lunchbox again? And I'm like, guys, it's in all the magazines. Like, do you not get it? <laughs> and I would like to, it's like I had a uniform, so I couldn't like do too much like every day with clothes, but like I would do all kinds of stuff with my hair and I would wear like really funky shoes and people would all be like, what is wrong with this girl? I was like a drama nerd anyway too. So like everyone always thought I was weird, but I was like trying to be fashionable in Worcester, which is not. I mean, that's like impossible. What mall? I mean, where are you going? Are you going to the Natick mall? I mean, where are you going? No, I didn't even go to the Natick mall back then because like that was too far. I used to have to go to the Greendale mall. Oh man. Which is like. So, which is so which is so funny because I actually speaking of the I mean you probably never been to the Greendale Mall in Worcester but like I actually did a podcast just before the pandemic I did a podcast with Orlando Baxter yeah Orlando, and like and he was in who's in Worcester so we were trying to find out a place to meet can we record a podcast in the Greendale Mall he's like yeah it's basically like a library now <laughs> like, oh, there's yeah. nobody there it's silent like I'm telling like okay <laughs> But like, yeah, it was like that. And you don't know Worcester that well, probably. No, but I'm not surprised. Like based on what I know about Worcester, I, I mean, it. I feel like it has its like ups and downs where like it it was hubbing and bubbing for a while and there's still parts that seem like they're a little aged. Yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. I mean, <laughs> you know. I wouldn't be so nice, but yeah. I mean, I feel like Worcester's been like up and coming since like before I was born. <laughs> it's just like, no, we're up and coming. We're going to be the next Boston. It's like, no, you're not. My uh, brother lived in Worcester briefly. And the only way I remembered where he lived is that it was like next to a strip club, basically. Oh, well, that doesn't narrow it down. Yeah, it was like around the corner <laughs> from hurricane betty's or something oh yeah 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 i was I like oh by there all the time when i would like go to work and stuff they I remember every time i would drive by there they'd have a huge sign out front that said live nude dancers <laughs> and i remember like if i would drive by there my mother would always be like well at least they're not dead <laughs> oh my god oh no that actually did they actually in spice have a bit about strip clubs I don't remember the bit, but I used to have a bit about strip clubs and I used to use like, not that line specifically, but I used to use like, like live new dancers is like a thing. So yeah, yeah. Hurricane did inspire comedy bits. Yeah. Oh man. So do you remember like any specific trends that you were really trying to like emulate with your Worcester resources? So, I mean, there was a the lunchbox one. Yeah. I mean, I was all about like the bike shorts with oh, like those are everything. coming back. They are all this. Do you know what it is? There was, I remember seeing an article in a magazine. Okay. When I was like, I might've been in junior high. That was all about like painting all of your nails, the same color, except one nail on each finger. Okay. You paint a different color. So like I used to do that. I would be like, I'd have like silver glitter on like all my nails, except like, I forget which one, but like one on each hand would be like a bright purple. And I was like, guys, this is totally in the magazines. And people would be like, what is wrong with your nails? And I was like, no, this is totally a trend. It was only like, I don't know, like six or seven years ago that like that trend was everywhere. Like everybody was yeah. doing that again. It was all like, oh, have like a statement nail or have like one nail be different. And it was like this big thing. And I was just like, oh my God, I was like 20 years ahead of my time. <laughs> we did that for a wedding I, a few years ago. Like that was a bit, 
I remember that people being like, this is a thing. We're all going to get like a diamond on one nail. And I was like, why, why does it matter? No one's going to see. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's, that's funny. So as far as the fashion aspect of this, were there brands that existed in the magazines back in the day? Sorry that I said back in the day that you wish were like still around. You know, I, I've never really been like brand focused. Sure. That's just not, which is weird. You know what it is though? I did work just before I started doing comedy. It was like, I graduated from college and like, there was only like, like two or three years maybe before I started doing comedy. And I worked at Bloomingdale's in Chestnut Hill. Yeah. And it was in that time that I got so obsessed with brands. Like if you're in that world, Mm -hmm. like it gets in your head. Like I had never really paid much attention to like brands. Like I knew what the big fashion brands were. I, I couldn't afford them. Like I couldn't yeah. know, buy them or whatever. So it wasn't like, I didn't have any of them. So when I started working there, like I didn't have that like brand obsession in my head, but like they will drive that into your head. Like it was, it was so weird. Cause like you almost like forget that things can be affordable yeah. Like when you're in that world, like I'm literally like, Oh, $90 for like a plain cotton t-shirt. Like that's so normal. Like, <laughs> like you forget that like, Oh, wait a minute. That's an absurdly amount of money for a t-shirt. <laughs> like it's just a regular t-shirt, but like you forget. And I got like really label obsessed doing that. Okay. But, like before that it wasn't so much like brands or anything. Like I would just go to like the little, like teen stores and stuff like when it got to be a little bit older like they had like wet seal and like those yeah. kind of stuff whatever. but like I don't remember the names of like the stores before that but they would just be like cheap little trendy stores that you'd go in and like they would be in the mall and I would just like dig through stuff and see what I could find that would fit and stuff I used to shop at Sears which I hated when I was little I had to shop at Sears for clothing but I had to shop in like the plus size girl section and that was humiliating Cause like I'd wander through like the regular size clothing section and I'd be like, Oh my God, this stuff is so cute. And then like, it wouldn't fit. And I'd go over to like the big girls. It would be like, they used to, I used to have a whole bit about that too, about the idea. Like they, cause this is like the eighties. I was a kid in the eighties. Yeah. And they put shoulder pads in everything. Oh yeah. And they still do that with a lot of women's clothing. But like little girls clothes. Oh, that's weird. Like little girl, like, and little girls plus size clothes. Cause like part of the reason I was plus size was not because like, I was like, I mean, I was bigger in the middle, but like, I wasn't like, I had, I always had like skinny legs and stuff, yeah. but like my shoulders have always been like enormous and like my boobs and everything. Like, even as a kid, like I've just been like this huge upper body. So like, and everything was like puffy sleeves, but then they would put shoulder pads in it. So like, I would literally be walking around like this, like with my shoulders up. I was like a long, as a kid. Yeah. It's like, let's add something that's going to make children even more uncomfortable with their bodies. Right. Like, well, I didn't need to be in a power suit at like eight years old. You know what I mean? Like, They're like, go make nine to five calls. You're, you're in sales now. You're like, but like eight. They'd add like the puffy sleeves too. Cause everything had puffy sleeves. It's like, oh, it's a little girl's clothes. Then they'd have shoulder pads with the puffy sleeves. And you'd be like. That was like the big thing in the eighties though. I remember actually finding an old prom dress. I think it must have been the 80s or something from one of my aunts. You could tell. 
And I thought it was like the most beautiful thing ever. And I asked my grandmother if I could like take it and she let me. And years later, I'm like, that thing was just like a bubblegum pink dress with like puffy sleeves. And it had all these little rose appliques. Yeah, that was definitely an 80s dress. Yeah. I'm lucky I didn't, I didn't go to the prom in the 80s. I went to the prom in the 90s. So like I didn't have to do the 80s prom stuff. Yeah. But- yeah, I th- I mean, I think that I grew up in the 90s, so I, I didn't go to prom until the 2000s, but I can only imagine that the prom looks in the 90s were probably more appealing than the 80s. Well, they were, but like my problem was like, I feel like when I went to prom, the big thing was slip dresses. Oh, everybody yeah. wore a slip dress and I couldn't wear a slip dress because I had to wear a bra and because I would injure people if I didn't wear a bra. So like I I couldn't I couldn't wear so like I yeah, it was it was it was a difficult time for me, but you know. I get it. I I mean I I you what you said earlier about shopping in the uh plus size department reminds me that my mom used to take me to shop at like Ann Taylor, which was a clothing store yeah. for women mm-hmm. and I was in middle school at the time and she like would take me to the petite section and she'd just be like all right shop and there was one time that I bought an outfit for a picture day and then my teacher had the same outfit as me oh, on no. picture day and we were I was like I felt bad for the teacher like I didn't feel bad for myself I felt bad for the teacher like that's kind of you <laughs> I would have felt bad for me I was in like a raspberry crepe top with like a bow on the shoulder. I thought I looked fine as hell. And then my teacher was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I I mean, I get the struggle, but also I can't imagine like like finding outfits and be like, oh, there are shoulder pads. Like now I'm going to have to cut these out or just look like a linebacker. I made my mom cut them out. Like I made, I was like, no, I'm not wearing these shoulder pads. Like I would throw, I... Sears had probably had like tear stains all over, like my tears all over their carpet. Cause I would have like temper tantrums in the store because yeah. I would want to like, I would want to wear other things. Like I'd want to wear the stuff that like the regular size girls could wear Yeah, and stuff. And I, oh, I remember going to school. I remember seeing a dress in Sears. I wanted this dress more than I'd wanted anything else in my life. It was, it was just like a pink, like cotton dress. And I think it had like different colored buttons up the front. It was like, not a big deal like now, but at the time it was like, I want this dress more than life itself. And like, I, it didn't come in my size, obviously. And so Mm -hmm. my mother had to like, take me on the store and be like, you can't have this. And I was like, I want it. And I remember going to school one day. So I was still in elementary school. So we didn't have uniforms or anything. And there was a little girl, she was, I think she was like a year or two behind me in school. And she, like her mom took her coat off and she had that dress on. Ooh. I hated this girl more than you would ever met. And it wasn't her fault. Like, I don't even think she liked the dress. Like she looked like so uncomfortable in it. But like, I was just sort of like, I mean, that's that awful, like competitive stuff that women have where I was just like, nope, I hate mm-hmm. this person. <laughs> like I like hate she has the dress. I don't, I hate this girl now. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. Like to think about that and how we are like as women, how we are yeah. like, with that kind of stuff. It's weird. Cause it feels like innately there for some reason, but it's like definitely from outside sources telling us to be like competitive with, with each other. Oh, I think it's definitely the media. Like yeah. 100%. Like I yeah. think they totally manipulate us into hating each other and stuff. And you know, 
when I started in comedy, I remember people being like, you and so-and-so are up against each other for spots. And I was like, why can't two women be booked on the same show? Like, I don't understand why we're competing for a token spot. Like, it's... <laughs> it's so sweet that you thought that way. <laughs> no, and then I learned to just like, stab them in the back. We're all so, like, especially as women, I think when we go into comedy, we're so, like, wide-eyed and naive. And then, like, the storm hits and you're just like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, hold on, gird your loins. I I just started doing comedy. I'm sitting there at, like, the Comedy Connection, just, like, watching a show, hanging out with some comics, and there was, like, like, a flyer that, like, is Brett Butler, I think? Yeah, she was, like, Brett Butler. She was, like, the blonde. She had, like, the TV show and stuff, and she was, like, it was, like, a flyer that she was coming to the Comedy Connection, and, like, one of the comics looked at me, and he was, like, you know she has to die for you to headline here, right? (laughs) I was, like... Well, because it's like, well, they only they already have like a blonde female doing comedy, so like, once she's out, you might have a shot. But like, yeah. that's it, you know. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I've I've heard about that happening around here too, so I'm like not shocked by that. So with the beauty related stuff, did you get into like beauty tips and routines and like buy product that were in these magazines too, or like? Well, I mean, luckily the magazines, I feel like really cater to like drugstore stuff. So like yeah. I had access pretty much only to like drugstore makeup and beauty products and stuff back then. Cause like we didn't have, I mean, I guess when I got a little bit older, I could go to like, they put, it was a Filene's at the time, but then it turned to Macy's and stuff, but you could go to like beauty counters and stuff like that. Yeah. But like when I was really young, like my mother wasn't going to buy me that kind of stuff. So, although she bought Mary Kay. So like oh. she would sometimes buy that stuff for me, but I would mostly get like drugstore stuff, but like I would actually follow like the beauty tips. And I had like, and this was like when I was in, I don't know if I did it in junior high, but definitely in high school. Saturdays were my beauty day. Like I would really have like an at home spa day at home. Like as a teenager, I would like, and I would actually find like, they'd have like face mask recipes and like hair mask recipes where you'd like make like food and mix food together and stuff. And like, put your, put it in your hair, put it as a face mask. And like, I would do like, I think I used, I used to do like pedicures where you'd rub like lemon on your feet to like what, and it was like all kinds of crazy, like soak your feet in milk. Like I had these whole routines that I would do. And it was like this whole like spa day. Cause it was like Saturdays were like, that's me day. Like you can't make me go to school. Like you can't make me do homework. Like that's my, so I was like a teenager and I would do all these like beauty routines and I do my nails and stuff. And like, that was like my, my spa day. Yeah. <laughs> I was like a real housewife at like, 13. Hey, hey, that's fine. I do remember like growing up. I remember that there were some of those like mask recipes. And mm-hmm. I think that there was one where you were supposed to like use egg whites or something. Yeah. Egg whites a big one. Yeah. Yeah. And they specifically say like, don't use hot water. I don't remember, but I just remember like basically like cooking some eggs in my hair and being like, "Mm, pass. You cooked eggs in your hair. Basically, like I think I turned the water on and it was too hot and it just like. Too hot and then you, oh my God. But it sounds like you like had a, like a routine, like you knew what you were doing. Well, yeah, but I did, like, I had a similar, like, I tried, a big trend back then was, like, putting mayonnaise in your hair as, like, a moisturizer, and I did that, and I could not get that out of my hair. My hair was, like, 
it was, it was just like a man. I couldn't get the mayonnaise out. Like it was greasy for like a week. It was so gross. It was disgusting. So like, that's a similar kind of thing. Like, I mean, not everything worked, but yeah, I've heard of the mayonnaise thing before. It just seems like it would, I don't know, it would smell bad to me. I, I think I would be very, like, uh, unpleased with that. Well, I don't like eating mayonnaise, so, like, mayonnaise yeah. kind of freaks me out in general. But, yeah. like, yeah, it, I couldn't get, I mean, it might work on some hair types. Sure. But, like, mine, it was, it literally just, like, would not wash out. Like, no matter how many times I tried shampooing it, like, shampoo wasn't touching it. It was just, yeah. like, grease. Like, I just, it was gross. Are there still any of those... Um, like self-care things from when you were younger that you still do? I mean, I still try to have a spa day like on a weekend. Usually it's like Sunday or whatever. Like I'll try to do it during the week now because I have a more flexible schedule. But it's funny how like back then I was like, ooh, I'm going to mix this recipe. And like now if I find one of those, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to make this like kitchen face mask. Like I'm like, I'll go to do it. And I'll be like, no, I'm just going to use a face mask. <laughs> I don't have like, yeah. I don't have that kind of motivation to like mix it myself. Yeah. But, like I still try to do beauty routines and like, I've been getting really into like, since quarantine, I've been getting really into like baths and stuff. Oh yeah. Relaxing in a bath. Cause like, I didn't really do that for a while. Cause I was like, oh, it takes too much time and whatever. But like, I definitely get back into doing that. Well, and it seems to me like a lot of the stuff that, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of the stuff that you were into and that we've talked about, has that influenced you into at all? Like what you do on like your social media? Well, it's actually weird. Like when I first started my blog, which was then like my YouTube channel and stuff like that, I kind of started like around the same time. It's weird because it initially started with me being like so fed up with comedy because that's mm-hmm. like, all I was doing, that I was like, I need to do something else. And like, I'm sure you know, like when you're in comedy, you're surrounded by men all the time. All the time. Or, well, okay, you're surrounded by boys all the time. Children, <laughs> children. Men here and there, but like, it's mostly boys. Yes. So like, I feel like I really, it's weird because when I first started comedy, I was like 25 when I started. So like I was still in that clubbing mode. So like if I went to a comedy show, I was like, well, I'm going to a bar. Like I'm going to get dressed up. I'm going to have like cleavage, my makeup on, my hair, whatever. And like I'd show up and people would be like, what is wrong with you? Like I think it's the theme of my life where people will always look at me and be like, what is wrong with you? Jeez. But like people would be like, why are you dressed up? Or like people would just think I was just some kind of like party girl or like people wanted my comedy act to be me like being a party girl, which just isn't thing yeah so over time I was just sort of like oh well now I have to dress like everybody else and I have to like look like a comic so like I like I for a while I like stopped wearing makeup I like I still colored my hair but like I just would tie it back I was I was literally in like the Boston comedy uniform every night like jeans converse hoodie like I am so surprised because when I, I maybe it's just when I met you doing comedy You'd like show up in like like heels and like a like a fur, and I was like, oh, this girl's like got style, like she knows what she's doing. Well, that was after my fit because like when I went through my like I'm gonna try to be a comic phase, I was so miserable. Like I got way more respect, like 100. Like I had comics that would literally come up to me and be like. I'm so glad you're finally taking this seriously. What? Which I was like, I'm going to the same number of open mics. I'm doing the same material. I'm doing like the same, like I'm just as dedicated, but like they took me way more seriously dressing 
like them. But I also like completely lost myself because it was nothing about me that was like me. Yeah. So I think like a part of like me doing my blog and my YouTube channel and stuff, like it didn't start out initially where it was just going to be beauty, but it kind of ended up being like mostly beauty for a while where it was just like, I needed a place where I could be like unapologetically girly. Yeah. Like I could just like, not like, I didn't have to worry about like, well, if I wear too much makeup, are they going to think this? Or are they going to like, I just needed like, and I wanted to connect with other women because to be honest, like, I just felt like I was, it was just too much, too many boys around. Like I needed like something where I could like just have an outlet where I could be girly. And then because I, I have a cosmetology license, I don't still work in a salon, oh. but I got my cosmetology license like after high school, before I went to college. And, um, so like I kind of had a background in it, so I knew about it. So I was like, I just started jumping in on like the beauty blogger trend and like doing beauty reviews and makeup tips and like stuff like that. So like, that was just sort of like my outlet and it kind of like, but I also feel like too, like, because that was my outlet, but I was also still trying to be like everybody else, you know? Oh yeah. Like, Cause you were doing comedy and then you were doing this other stuff as a diff, almost like a different. Yeah, it was separate. And I actually, for a long time, I did not tell anybody when I was doing YouTube that I did comedy because I lived in this fear of like, are they like, if I'm not funny all the time, are they going to be like, well, I thought she was a comedian. You know what I mean? Like you have that. I think like sometimes like comedy gives you that pressure of like, well, if you tell people you're a stand-up comedian, they expect you to be like on and funny all the time. And you're like, no, I'm just human. Like it's, it's fine. And, you know, it's not like I have to be like, joke, joke, joke. Like I didn't want to be like a. Yeah. That's why I don't have on my like Tinder profile that I'm a comedian. Cause I don't want to have to like tell jokes on dates. Like I'm not interested in that. I get that. Oh my God. That is one of the, it's funny. Cause like when I did, which I kind of started doing online dating again, which I'm not happy. <laughs> like I'm already like, why am I doing this? It's been like a week. And I'm like, no, I haven't done Tinder. But like when I did like online dating, like back when I was like 30, I, well, I didn't have the stand on there, but like, usually if people asked, cause I would just say I was a writer. Cause like, I didn't really have anything else to tell anyone. And when people would say, what do you write? I would be like, I'm a stand-up comedian, whatever. But like, I always find that like the minute you tell a guy that you're a stand-up comedian, it turns into like their auditioning for mm-hmm. you to do like an open mic it's like they have to prove that they're funnier than you and it's just like dude like tone it down like that's not impressing me like it's not yeah they want when i'm like i've opened for some of the funniest people on this planet like there's nothing that you're gonna say in your little like joke like i looked this up on the internet like your little like hack material that's gonna make me laugh hysterically like i'm so tired of like like, we have to, like, fake laugh at comics all the time. All the time. Like, oh, no, you're so funny. Oh, you're so funny. Like, I don't want to do that on a date. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I ran into that issue where, like, I feel like people after shows will say, like, good set. And I don't – I can't do that anymore. I can't, like, lie to somebody's face and be like, oh, my God, you had a great set. Like <laughs> – you didn't get any laughs. I'm not going to let you like feel like I'm not going to feed into your like, you know, pipe dream here. Right. Um, but yeah. I just date- feel like, oh, you looked great on stage. You're like, that shirt's yeah. really nice on you. <laughs> like yeah. something like that. Like, oh, did you shave? Oh, yeah. congratulations. You know, <laughs> that microphone is really working for you. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so when did you, with your like social media and stuff, did you eventually integrate the stand-up comedy into it? Or like, when did you start your redressing as like your fur coat and heels? Like I, when, when did that happen? <laughs> well, it was, it was a gradual process. Like I feel like I started so I went from like the, like the tomboy stuff and not liking that. And then I just sort of transitioned because that was like around the time that like the pinup girl stuff was getting really popular. Yeah. And so then I started kind of going like full on in that direction. Okay. Just kind of like how my blog started. It was like, cause it's called Everyday Starlet. So it was kind of like, oh, it's like a throwback to like the old Hollywood stuff. So I went like super girly and almost like caricature kind of thing, you know? Okay. And so I think like I like overshot that and like, I feel like I kind of ended up finding like a happy medium of like liking to be vintage inspired, but like dress modern and stuff like that. Like, you know, I'd still struggle with what I wear to shows and stuff. Like, especially if I, I don't do a lot of comedy anymore, but like if I do do comedy, like what to wear is like <laughs> one of the biggest struggles for me. Cause I'm just like, well, if and I know some people get like, well, just wear whatever you want. And like, do whatever but it's also like yeah but you want your look to go with your act yeah you know so it's like if I show up wearing something like really sexy or fitted or like not even that sexy but like in people's minds sexy it's like they expect a certain type of material from you and then like when you don't give the audience like what they're expecting yeah you end up having to spend your whole set trying to explain to them why you're not what they think that you are you know what I mean and it's just like you're already like behind the which is funny because with a guy, they could wear, like, anything on stage and, like, I feel like they could say whatever. Unless they're, like, hack or something, then they could just, like, wear a Hawaiian shirt and, like, call it a day. I mean, it's it's more – because men have fewer options, obviously. Yeah. So it's more subtle, but I do know, like, I've seen some people, like – there are a lot of comics, like, male comics who, like, their look so perfectly suits their material. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, the guys who are, like, the stoner dudes and, like, they're wearing, like, the tie-dyed shirts and stuff. You're just, yeah. like, oh, d that's you. Like, it's, like, yeah. you're, that's perfect. You know what I mean? Or, like, some of the guys who, like, you know, the, you know, their, their, like, demeanor is, like, a lot of swagger and they've got, like, the expensive sneakers and it's just, like, that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I do feel yeah. like there are guys who, like, do put a lot of thought into it. Sure. But, like, there are also guys who don't and they can still get away with it because there's less yeah conflict yeah yeah I remember when I started it was like well you either have to wear this like basic outfit like you know the t-shirt and the jeans and like the converse or you should wear just like cute dresses on stage and then like play off of that and I was like well I'm not wearing dresses so I just bought a bunch of v-necks and, and that's what I did for the longest time I think I did like what you were originally talking about I was just like in that phase where I was grinding and I was, you know, not, I was like, I don't need to put in effort because my personalities and my jokes. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, once quarantine ends, if I decide to go back to comedy, maybe I'll. If comedy comes back. <laughs> if comedy comes back, maybe I'll jazz it up. Yeah. Um, so are there any uh, specifically memorable beauty trends from like, back in the day that you tried to to do like you know big eyelashes or like anything like that well i will say like 
Eyelashes are, I, that's like the one makeup thing that I cannot master is like false eyelashes. I just can't deal with false eyelashes. Like yeah. I can do liquid liner like in my sleep at this point, but like false eyelashes, like, I just can't deal with that. But like, it's weird because like all the trends that were popular back then are like trendy again now. Yeah. There's only so many and they like, I feel like they yeah. roll back through. Yeah. Like I actually, I remember, I don't know, I did like a show, I think it was an open mic or something and stuff. And like somebody made a reference to something and it just like triggered, I was like, the early 2000s are coming back. Like they're totally 100% coming back. And I said something on stage about that. I was just like, you guys, like the early 2000s are coming back. Like Paris Hilton, she's coming back. Like mark my words, I said this like two, three years ago. I think there's a documentary about her coming out now. Yeah, there and is. And I, I said, I was like, they're coming back. And everybody in the audience is like, no, because they were all like the millennial there's like no we're too cool for that like no and I was just like no it's happening like it, you don't have a choice it's like it's going to happen yeah that's I think Whitney Cummings is in that um I saw an ad for that recently and I was like oh Paris Hilton's gonna be hot again all right well we are wrapping up here is there anything that you want to promote uh I know that you know like comedy's dead but is there anything else you want to promote while you're here um, well, comedy's dead, but the internet isn't, luckily. So um, if you anyone wants to check me out on my Instagram, which I'm super active on my Instagram, yeah. uh, which is at Sarah Blodgett. And uh, if you want to check out my blog, which I need to start posting more of, like I posted like on my blog and my YouTube channel, like obsessively when, when quarantine started, I was just like, boom, boom, boom. And then I kind of got like burnt out of ideas and I was just sort of like, yeah, because we didn't think this was going to be this long, probably. Right. So, like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. So, I was just like, oh, I'll just do this, like, nonstop while I have the time. And now I'm just sort of like, I just need a nap. But, um, yeah. yeah. But if you want to find me on my blog or my YouTube channel, um, it's everydaystarlet.com. Yeah. And Sarah has a lot of great tips. I've watched a few of her videos and bought a lot of product accidentally. So, I, I get it. Hopefully you use my links so I get some kickback from it. I think I did. This was a while, this was a while ago, but yeah. That's fine. Uh, Sarah, thanks so much for doing the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it. And guys, if you've been listening to this, you've been listening to another episode of the gimme, please, um, rate and review. If you find us on Apple podcasts or Spotify and don't forget to like, and subscribe. We will see you again next week. Bye guys.